This lesson to remember is all about fear and how it outsmarts us. My name is Jacob, and in this episode, I want to share a lesson that helped me recognize how fear keeps us from creating and what we can do about it. The core of this lesson is about facing and answering the big question, what are you really afraid of? Before I dive in, I did want to say just a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening so far. It's meant the world to see y'all comment and post and send me messages. And, you know, when you create something like this, you never really know if anyone will actually listen to it. So just the fact that there's a few more people than my parents and my wife listening, that's amazing to me. So thank you. And if you're just now jumping into this experiment with me, uh, this is a space where I've challenged myself to process important lessons about creativity and leadership so that I just don't forget them. Because the best way I know to get an idea to stay with you is to find ways to share it with others. So that's what I'm here for. Now, let's talk about fear. And specifically, that kind of fear that you face in a creative process and how it holds so many of us back. And when, when I talk about our creative process, it's not just for artists. It's for any problem solver, builder, connector, communicator, and everyone else who faces a problem or an inspiration that requires their creative energy. And this lesson jumps back a bit to my time in Seth Godin's Alt-MBA, which really was an incredible experience. It was one of those times where you felt kind of like a fish out of water. I, I felt like I was dropped into a world that I just didn't belong. And in that first week, I was paired up with people who had resumes of success decades long. So here I was, this young youth worker with nothing to brag about, sitting alongside these folks, trying not to sweat too much. And I really struggled to find my footing that first week. I tried to hide it so that I, I wouldn't embarrass myself, but one of my team members just clearly saw through it, and she pointed me to Seth's work on the lizard brain, and it showed me two things. One, how to notice my fear, and two, how to confront it. Fear, I believe, is always present in any creative process, and I honestly don't know if good creative work can happen if it's not in the room. Because fear provides some much-needed pressure to the process, and we can use it in the right way, and if we can figure that right way out, it can keep us aware of our blind spots, that stuff that we're missing along the way. So I think the only option then is to engage fear, but you have to set ground rules and keep it in check, because without those ground rules, fear will find its way further in and disguise itself in some really clever ways. With that said, let's back up a quick sec. What if you don't know what fear looks like? What if it has been in your creative process stalling you and you didn't even recognize it? I want to explore that specifically because that's what got me hung up. Take a moment to imagine a personification of fear. In your mind, what does fear look like to you? Imagine its face. What does its face look like? Does it have you know, a maniacal smile with beady eyes. Imagine it stepping into a room. Would the hair on the back of your neck stand up? 
That's exactly what I was imagining fear to be. And the problem with that is that it shows how we've trained ourselves to only imagine fear as it looks in a horror movie, shrouded in suspense. And if fear were to take the form of Freddy Krueger, we'd recognize it immediately. But our problem is that fear rarely manifests itself in that way. If fear did have a face, its smile would look a whole lot like yours. It would dress itself like you do, and its relationship with you would feel a lot more like security and contentment than tension and a challenge. And that is how fear outsmarts us. It shows up in the room as us, cloaked in things that we trust and easing into our conveniences, joining us in gut reactions that we shouldn't follow and inviting us into every form of comfort. And fear has to disguise itself in this way because its disguise is its only source of power and it is always craving more power. But the good news, there are visible cracks in fear's disguise. And if you know what to look for, those cracks are what will help you recognize fear present underneath it all. Those cracks might look a little bit different for other people, and my guess is that it's probably anchored to some deep psychological roots that we should ask our therapists about. But my Alt-MBA friend helped me see a crack in my fear's disguise that was pretty big, and that was my need to apologize profusely for the work I was creating. She actually recounted to me the number of times they had to prod me for input, and when I finally gave it, I spent more time apologizing for my idea than actually sharing about it. So even if it was a great idea, no one could see it clearly enough to believe in it. So I had found a crack in my fierce disguise, and now I had to do something about it. I had to start naming it to remove its disguise, and the only way to do that is to ask the question, what am I really afraid of? In that moment, I was afraid because I didn't think I had earned a place at the table. Was that true? No. I, I applied like everyone else. I got in like everyone else. I earned it too. And then at that moment, the crack got a little bit bigger. So then what am I really afraid of? Even though I earned my way in, I was afraid my experience and my work didn't mean much. Did I believe that to be true? No, I, I believe so much in my experiences and my work as a youth worker that I've dedicated the majority of my life to it. And then the crack got a bit bigger. I kept up this process going back and forth until I started to see more and more of what fear looked like behind its disguise. And it was so much smaller than I had imagined. It wasn't a big hairy monster or a Freddy Krueger. It was just another part of the creative process that I had let go unchecked for too long. And I now had a way to put it back in its place. In our creative process, fear does not look like a villain. It looks like us second guessing our potential and our ability to impact the world around us. Fear looks like you holding yourself back. So find its cracks. Ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? When you second guess your potential, what is it that you're really afraid of? When you'd rather not create something because of what others might think, what are you really afraid of? And then in those moments, be brutally honest because your willingness to be honest with yourself is what makes those cracks expand to the point where you can start to remove fear's disguise altogether. And when you remove its disguise, you can see fear for what it is. And if every person dedicated to a creative process can do that kind of work, 
then we can leap when it's easier to stand still. We can choose to do hard work when others run from it, and we can create amazing things, even if nobody sees them. Fear has its proper place in our creative work, and it's our job to keep it in check. That is episode four of Lessons to Remember. My name is Jacob. Thanks so much again for listening, and I will see you next time.